0: Episode eighty one. A hawk hit my bedroom window and lived to squawk the tail. The sky is dark and clouds pendulous. Greetings and welcome in to the Patuxet General. I am your host, Jess. I've lived in Patuxet Village most of my life and am more than happy to walk you all around local Rhode Island and chat about local recipes and drinks, like this week's recipe, sausage kale soup a hearty soup we all grew up with, cooking in kitchens all the way home from school. There is no smell more comforting. I also came up with a new spicy drink of the season. Check out the General's Sweet and Sour Martini, but that's not all. I have a great story of haunts, history, and mystery, a tale introduced to me in Rhode Island's Legends by Emmy Riley McGreen. This book, which is well worth reading, took me down a rabbit hole that stunned me wait till you hear the story of hannah robinson the person whom both the boulder and the tower in kingston are named after but first i must thank our patreon subscribers for their slight donation once a month they get ad free episodes direct contact with me in case of any questions and content you can find nowhere else These folks are the chocolate bars, marshmallows, graham crackers, tent steaks, bug repellent, flashlights, sleeping bags, hot dogs, campfire, and family that is the campout, that is the Patuxent General, without whom we would be cold and alone in the woods. So thank you. And if you would like to become one of these wilderness-mindful folks, and I hope you do, Look for our page on Patreon.com, or simply follow the link in our show notes. But until then, let's make kale soup. Provincetown Kale Soup. This is the time for kale. All the farmers at the Patuxet Village Farmer's Market have some variety of kale, and I'm here for it all. I've got some bright purple Russian kale in my own garden, and I think that a good portion of it is destined to become what we all grew up knowing as Portuguese Kale Soup. This particular recipe is from the famous New England Recipes, and they have this to say. Like many other New England soups, these are far from dainty. They are intended to be served as the main course, with lots of hot bread and fruit pie for dessert. For this recipe, you will need one large onion chopped, one clove garlic minced, two tablespoons olive oil, two quarts beef broth, a one-pound can of tomatoes, chopped, including the juice, three potatoes, halved, one pound of linguiça, or chorizo, one-half-pound kale, washed and chopped, and one can shell beans. In a large pot, fry onions and garlic in oil until softened and yellow. Add the broth, tomatoes, potatoes, and linguiça. Prick the sausage in several places with a fork, bring to a boil, lower the heat and simmer until the potatoes are tender, about 15 to 20 minutes. Remove the potatoes and the sausage and cut the sausage in diagonal slices and return to the soup. Mash the potatoes or put them through a blender with sufficient soup juice to moisten. They should be quite smooth. Return the potatoes to the soup. Add the kale and the shell beans, and simmer until the kale is tender about 10 minutes. Taste for seasoning, and the sausage and the broth usually provide enough salt. The yield is three and a half quarts, and you can't help but enjoy. The General's Sweet and Sour Martini We were sitting around the store the other day, with leftover basil from our pesto and a bit of a thirst, I had a few Thai hot peppers from the Batuxa Village Farmer's Market and some pineapple juice. All I had to do was walk up the street to the cork and brew, my closest neighborhood liquor store, and pick out a lovely something to round it out. I used a lovely Patron Silver. It likes to mix. For this recipe, you will need 2 ounces pineapple juice, 2 slices Thai hot pepper, 4 basil leaves, Two and a half ounces tequila, your choice, 1 slice pineapple, and a martini glass. Right off the bat, use 2 tiny slices of chili, less if you are sensitive, 1 more if you are brave. Muddle the hot pepper and 3 leaves of the basil in the bottom of your mixer. Then add ice, the tequila, and the pineapple juice. Fresh juice is best, but sometimes beggars can't be choosers. Use what you've got. Give it a really good shake and double strain into a chilled martini glass. Garnish with a slice of pineapple and a leaf of basil. I hope you like it as much as I do. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his Electromagnetic Pinball Museum and Restoration Arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and LEGO 2. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. And now in our folklore series, the story of Hannah Robinson. We are deep in the middle of beach season here in Rhode Island, and as a teenager, it's where we first learn how to drive. But I was always focused on stopping to eat lunch at the top of the Hannah Robinson Tower. I would beg my dad to stop there, so when I was old enough to be there on my own, the tower was a regular stop. See, you can imagine my surprise when I encountered the tragic ghostly story of Hannah Robinson, the details are all spread across time and our state. What we know for sure is that Anstice and Rowland Robinson were blessed with a beautiful daughter, Hannah, in 1746. She grew up on her family's plantation home at 450 Old Boston Neck Road, Saunderstown, Rhode Island. The large two-story home was built in 1710 and a source of great pride for the family. So was Hannah. As she grew, it became widespread knowledge of her Grecian beauty. Even crazy Harry Babcock, who lived from 1736 to 1800, the Rhode Islander who earned infamy for kissing the face of England's Queen in 1761, had this to say to Hannah. Permit, dear madam, the lips that have kissed, unrebuked, those of the proudest Queen of Earth, to press for a moment, the hand of an angel of heaven. This historically flattering, if embarrassing, comment followed Hannah everywhere. Because of this, there was much talk about the beautiful young heiress, and perhaps this was all of their downfall. Like other girls her age and station, Hannah attended finishing school, Madame Osborne's, to be exact. This is where the family was introduced to Pierre Simont, a privileged but penniless French dance teacher. Anstice perhaps was influenced by her brother's hiring of Pierre, known here as Peter, as a dance instructor for his children, for she had hired him to teach Hannah and her sister. It did not take long for a romance to flare between Peter and Hannah. The charming young man and the breathtaking young lady were inseparable and their affection was infectious as well. Hannah's relatives and friends enabled the relationship in secret while Hannah's father fumed. He believed the boy to be a wastrel and a gold digger after his daughter's future money and for him this was proven for Rowland when he found the lad beneath Hannah's window in a lilac bush blowing kisses to his daughter. Enraged, the father beat Peter with his silver-topped cane, forbidding the couple to meet. Perhaps this was Rowland's mistake, for sympathy was had for the youth and family members helped the couple have secret meetings. When this was discovered, Hannah was watched very closely, always accompanied by at least two others. Eventually, Peter learned of the precautions, and when he found out about an upcoming sojourn to a ball at a cousin's house, He made a plan. Whether or not Hannah knew of this plan, it was clear she loved him and believed in him. Accounts differ on what happened, but for certain, Hannah went out with her sister and a servant, but did not come back with them. And Hannah was married to Peter in Providence. To say that her father took it hard was an understatement. He was sent into fits of anger. He disinherited his daughter, Some time passed, what Hannah thought was supposed to be a fairy tale turned out to be a nightmare. Peter was disinterested after discovering his loss of income and strayed to gambling, drinking, and other women eventually leaving Hannah. This particular time in Rhode Island history is rife with tales of vampirism, consumption, and death, and this one is no different. While Hannah wracked with heartbreak and perhaps tuberculosis, stubbornly refused to see her father, even when he brought her dog to comfort her, whom she adored. Her family also became sick. Her sister passed and her mother became ill. Unfortunately, by the time her father had gotten the courage up to help her, it was far too late. Traveling through the day and into the night to deliver her to the old Boston Neck Road, They arrived at the overlook where Hannah asked to pause on her favorite boulder, which is named after her to this day, the next morning in her room, the same room where her mother had hid Peter in the closet from Roland. She died. Roland Robinson was beside himself with grief, both daughters and wife dead. Days after Hannah, her dog Marcus dies on her grave. You think that story is tragic, but over? Not quite. Sometime later, Peter visits Roland Robinson at his home. The men have a heated discussion which no one overhears, but supposedly after which, Peter leaves for Europe to perhaps die later that same year there. There is no record of his trip, his life before he left, or after his arrival. That is also not his real name, born Pierre Sigmund. We may never really know what happened to Pierre Sigmund. There are, however, three other pieces to the story. One being that people have seen an apparition of a dog on the grave of Hannah, and the other, not surprisingly, that the crying visage of a woman can sometimes be seen in the night in the bedroom in which poor unfortunate Hannah Robinson died. But the third is, why doesn't anyone even talk about the children of Peter and Hannah? I found one record to say they had nine children. The facts bear that a daughter was born to the couple, due to the birth certificate. What happened to her? What happened in that house between Roland and Peter? And where really is Peter? These are the questions that I'm left with after this story. And so I guess I have to leave them with you. Perhaps we'll never know. Thank you once again for joining us today at the Patuxent General. If you have a comment, question, or local ghost story, or an order for the Saturday market, our email is jess at We can't wait to hear from you. But until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxent General. something for posterity production. Pre-recorded, Impatuxet.